Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The most celebrated name in live comedy is finally coming to Las Vegas. The Comedy Cellar is opening this April at the Rio Hotel and Casino. Since 1982, the Comedy Cellar has been home to the premier names in comedy. And now, on April 5th, the Comedy Cellar is bringing that tradition to the world-famous Rio Hotel and Casino. The Comedy Cellar at the Rio combines the reputation of New York comedy with the glamour of Sin City. Come see the best comedians in the world Perform at the Comedy Cellar, now at the Rio. Tickets available at ComedyCellar.com and Ticketmaster.com. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, Riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your grief flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chains. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous or me at Cartoon Therapy. If you uh, haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe to my show. If you can write a review, write a review for my show wherever you listen to my show. Thanks to the people who have been writing reviews. Uh, Someone recently wrote one on iTunes and someone wrote one on Stitcher. They're really good for the show. For a couple of reasons that I don't want to get into, so but so there, if you could do it and you like my show and you could do it, do it, okay? It's very appreciative. <laughs> I mean, appreciated. <laughs> I have like the worst grammar. Um. Anyway, this is a call and advice show where I give total strangers like my unprofessional advice. It's more so a place where just people call up and talk about like their interesting, secret, naughty, dirty lives, right? <laughs> I have a lot of people like that on my show. So if you fall into any of those categories and you want to be on this show, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. I wrote a book. I drew a book. It's like a cartoon novel. If you want to know more about me and my fucked up relationships and what I like to do, sexually speaking, or right? Is that proper grammar? I don't know. Um, go to my website and click on buy the book. It's, uh, it's just like a funny book. Uh, what else? That's about it. I said, if you want to be on the show, right? I have a guy named Nikki on my show today and Nikki is pansexual. I think that's going to be the title. Uh, this guy is into a lot of things and he's got a lot of interesting stories, especially the shit. Like, I mean, he's married and has this whole other secret life and we talk all about it and he's had a lot of interesting quote unquote relationships, right? 
Um, one was with his much older neighbor when he was like a teenager. And it was an ongoing thing. One was, I wouldn't call it a relationship, but he had sex with his cousin, okay, multiple times. Like he fooled around with his cousin. We talk about that. We talk about the neighbor. We talk about who he's been attracted to, all the stuff he's been into, which include bondage, BDSM, pegging, girls, guys, transgendered, female, cis people. If, do you know what that is means? I didn't fucking know. CIS? Well, we, don't, we talk about that. We talk about what it means, the people he's hung out with that were cis. Uh, what else? And, and all that stuff. Like I said, he's a married guy and he does all this stuff on the down low. So you guys are the only one that knows about this shit that he's going to talk about. Um, except for some of the stuff that happened to him when he was li- really young. He did get caught and we talk about <laughs> with his cousin, I think he got caught. It's pretty bad. Um, we talk about that. Uh, and that's about it. So I'm just going to be right back on with Nikki. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone? To anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, Nikki, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast. You're on Kathy. How are you doing today? Great, great. Thank you, Kathy. Uh, so, Nikki, you know, I was saying before we got on the call, I'm like, should we make your name something like Nick? Because Nikki could be like a girl name. And then you're like, oh, yeah, duh. We're, remember what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> what we're talking about is like you have and you do have like a totally secret life. Right, right. Where you have this whole other thing going on that would make your name being sort of ambiguous, right? It could be a right. girl's name, a guy's name. It fits in this call, right? Because why don't you start with your story and give a little background to why you're calling and what we're going to talk about? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'll, I'll start off by saying I I got um, started listening to your your program, and I think my initial feedback was this is really awesome because it made me. Um, feel a little bit more normal, I guess, mm-hmm. and it could, no, just kind of knowing that there are other people out there that had similar interests and um, and that were kind of comfortable voicing those interests. And so uh, I've had, um, you know, a, a strong interest in a lot of different things over, over my life, but a lot of them had kind of come together with this idea of, um, you know, bisexuality or or feminization um there's even cross-dressing involved i mean it's kind of ebbed and flowed over my entire life and so it, it uh it was fascinating to me for me to hear you know other people's stories and it just kind of made me think that I, it might be interesting for other people to hear you know what i do or have done and have been interested in you know if nothing else you know to know that um you know, you're not alone. You know, there's other yeah, totally the same way, right? And that, mm-hmm. was, that was very comforting for me. Yeah. So, go on. Yeah. So, anyway, if you want, I mean, I can start I like mean, giving you. Like, you the use background. The, you're the one that uses the word pansexual, right? Like, I mean, is that what yeah. you would describe who you are? But you're yeah. married, right? Like, that is right, the backstory right. about like your. Yeah, you have this yeah. one life where you're married, right? Right, yeah, and you said yeah, like your yeah. wife 
most people would think you're open-minded and even your wife sure. would say you're open-minded, but she would have no idea about the fact that you would label yourself as pansexual, right? Like, does she have yeah. any idea about any of your experiences that have to do with like uh, outside of, you know, female relationships? No, 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 she doesn't. And, um, and, and it's interesting because I think she would probably be, you know, fairly understanding and accommodating, you know, I, and, and so I feel a little bad about that, like somewhat guilty, but there's, there's a reason why I don't tell her uh, about it. And a lot of it has to do with an experience I had with a, a former uh, girlfriend. Um, and I did get to a point where I was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to share this side of my life with that person. And I possibly, I just did a bad job of telling the story. Well, how um, long were you with the person for? Oh, uh, we were together for, I want to say two years, perhaps. Okay, and what did you exactly close. tell her? Well, uh, this is embarrassing, but um, she she this was before I was really good at hiding my internet searches. But uh-huh. she saw some stuff that I was searching around on the internet, and she kind of questioned a bit. And a lot of it was about like BDSM and and um, like cross dressing type of stuff. And she found it, and so I said, you know, well, you know, not not the best way to bring it up for sure, but. Let's just have an open dialogue. And I shared with her, you know, kind of some of my desires from the past and things that, you know, I, I was interested in, things that I experienced. And I hadn't really didn't go into any much detail. I just told her about, you know, some of the ideas that I had and some of the desires that I had. Uh-huh. And it basically, like, it killed our sex life. I mean, it just died, you know. And I don't think she was totally honest with me, like, how much it bothered her. But it, it was kind of the beginning of the end of our relationship. It just slowly died out from there. And we ended up breaking up. And I was like, so I was a little, I think probably gun shy about bringing that up again. Because I course. didn't have a really good experience, you know, mentioning it to the person who, you know, I cared about and I thought cared about me. And that maybe we could have an open conversation. Again, I, it was not an elegant way for me to bring it up. But How I mean, long like ago I, I was that? Up. How old are you now? Um, I'm in my mid-40s. And um, so, so how old were you when you were told her? I was probably in my early 30s, so very right. early 30s. Yeah, That's kind of ballsy. I, listen, I think that's like, nowadays I get a lot of younger people like sort of being mm-hmm. very free with that kind of information with people right. and their partners are very accept, you know, like accepting and stuff. But like I'm around, I, I'm from your generation, right? So to me, when I hear someone doing that, even like 10, 15 years ago, like that's really ballsy because, you know, people... It wasn't the time, it was a very different kind of world back then, you know? I mean, nowadays things change so much. It was was like a different world every year, right? But like 15 (laughs) years ago, it's like, it's like the fucking ice age when it came to sexuality and any kind of anything that didn't fall into the norm, which was like you're either straight or gay or, and then not, you know? So to be able to tell somebody and then, you know, for her, you know, I think you, you would, it's, the odds that she was going to react that way at that time so long ago, you know, weren't in your favor. Like, or that she right. was going to act in a way to be accepting of it. It wasn't in your favor. You know, I think yeah. it's like, it makes sense that she did that. I think a lot of women would have reacted that way. If right. her guy that they're dating, that they think is like totally straight, totally into them was like, oh, by the way, I'm into all these things. And what are the things that you're into? Like, what did you explain to her? And what, like, what are we going to be talking about? Okay, so what I explained to her is very different than what I'm into, because I, I mean, I was kind of dabbling around this, right? So I, I kind of scratched the surface of what I'm into, and basically what I told her back then was, look, I, I've always had an interest in in kind of having sex with, with men or, or 
you know, I don't want to say boys, meaning like a man having sex with boys. But when I was young and I was a boy, I kind of had some experiences. And I, oh, yeah, we got to talk sh- about that one experience. Yeah, sure. okay. And, you know, and I shared a little bit of that with her, um, not a ton of detail. And just that, that was enough to kind of freak her out. But, no, things that I'm into and things that I've experienced would go well beyond just having a passing interest in it, right? So I've, I've had, you know... Uh, experiences when I when I was again with a young boy, someone my age, we had we, we used to um have sex together and then I then I had an experience with an older man and then I think I mentioned in my email, um, when I got out of high school and went into college, um and looking back now I was like like that's when I should have had some <laughs> time to experiment. But I really yeah. didn't do anything because I was so caught up in kind of the normal college life, you know, for uh-huh. and all those types of things and and it's the, I've got a comic thing about that now is like so many guys in my fraternity came out of the closet afterwards. <laughs> like, dang it, I should have, you know, I should have been in part of that group, right? But I yeah, did. Yeah. And, and, uh-huh. and so it really wasn't until after college that I I got a chance to kind of explore. And really, like, I think the story is probably very common, right? When you have an idea of what, for people in our generation, right, you have an idea of what's out there, but you don't really know. And now the internet comes along, and all of a sudden, like, wow, this kind of cornucopia of stuff that's out there. Uh-huh. And and I'm not sure um, intellectually whether or not, you know, I would be into this stuff regardless, or if I got into it because of what I saw, you know, like some of the internet porn and things like that. You kind of go down the rabbit hole and like, oh, my God, that looks interesting. I'm going to try that. I don't think so, because the yeah. stuff, because I know, because you gave me a very long-winded email, which I read, and typically I like to go and not know a lot about stuff, but I do know that at a very young age, you were experimenting yeah. with a lot of the things For that sure. you're into yeah. now. So it, I don't yeah. think that it was like it came sort of out of the blue, right? It was like these were right. things that you were into in the internet, I right. think, maybe helped you realize yeah. and hone it down or make give it names and give it, right. you know, and sort of so you could figure out more of like what that meant. But you were doing, right. you were experimenting. You had a lot of stuff going on when you were like really young. Yeah, so I, I did start off pretty young um, and... Uh, the the experiences I had was with a family member who was around my age. Again, don't want to be too specific with what. No, but the like okay, was. but, but we, no. But, how could you not be specific? We don't need to know the name of the person. But like, was it your cousin? Was it your brother? Yeah, was it your? It, it was yeah, a cousin. Yeah. Okay, it was a cousin. Yeah, and a first and we cousin. First cousin. So very okay. close. You know, mm-hmm. sleepovers, all that type of stuff. Right, just very traditional. And how old were I you mean, at the time? I, I really, I, I was kind of struggling with understanding the age because it, it's been so long, right? But I think I would have been about eight, you know, um, seven, maybe eight years old, maybe maybe nine or ten, like right in that time frame, kind of pre-pubescent. And I mean, obviously, we, we hadn't, we didn't even have, uh, you know, pubic hair or anything, right? We're just like yeah. bald boys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I do recall like we would have sleepovers, and he and I would, uh, you know, we would like play with each other, and I would suck him, and he would suck me, and and we used to do it when there was people around. Like we just were playing, right? Right. And I do, and I do recall one time we got caught, you know, by an uncle, and we kind of kind of got the lecture, like what we're, <laughs> you know, what are you guys doing? And oh my, what and, were you doing when they caught you? Um, we were naked, and I, I think this is why, like, I think how old again? Instinctual about that. I think I was probably about ten. Okay. Ten. Mm-hmm. That's young. And, yeah, to we're really young. know and, what and, the hell's going on, you know. No, and we really didn't even know like what sex was. I think you, I, we had an idea of what it was because you know, I think our our parents, both his parents and mine, were kind of fairly progressive folks. You know, they'd given us the books around, you know, what sex is and how it works between a man and a woman, that type of stuff, like cartoon type of books. Yeah. Um, so we knew like 
penis went in the vagina type of thing. And so we were smart enough to connect that, well, look, we're two boys and there's no vagina. Maybe we should try the butt, you know? <laughs> oh my God, hilarious. Um, and right. so like, I, I think I was trying it with him and it didn't really work out. Like we didn't know what lube was and like how to, yeah. how to actually execute on this. But, but like the idea was there and mm-hmm. like, well, it, it wasn't difficult to, to make that connection between you know, step A and step B. Like we're playing with each other. This feels good. And we know that that works for a guy and a girl. Let's, and there's a hole, right? Let's figure it out. Yeah. So it's interesting to me that, you know, this kind of nature versus nurture dialogue, you know, it was it was pretty easy to make that step at a very young age. Anyway, the, the embarrassing part of it is that we kind of, we got we got caught, you know, and um, we didn't think to lock the doors or do any of that kind of stuff, because I don't think any we really realized what we were actually doing, which is just kind of fun. We're playing together. And um, so we kind of got a very passive lecture, like, hey, guys, this is something you do with you know, your your wife and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We kind of let it go. And then, you know, we grew up and we stopped doing that and but I had always felt like that was part of me. And then um, around the same time, I, um, you know, I would, uh, I would go into my mom's closet and I would, I don't know, I don't really honestly don't know how it started, but I remember trying on one of her dresses at a very young age, probably around the same time. Mm-hmm. And, and I just loved the feel of it. You know, and I tried on her pantyhose and I was like, wow, this feels really good. And I, there was a fair amount of time I was home by myself. Um, right. It was just the way that it worked in our family. And, you know, that, that segued into trying on a little bit of her makeup. And I just, I loved it. I mean, I loved the feel of it. I loved the feel of the clothes. I liked the way I looked when I had makeup on. And, um, you know, and by makeup, I mean very minimal, like, you know, lipstick and a little bit of blush and maybe some eyeliner that type of Well, thing. listen, but, how much more could you be doing? You know right, I mean? <laughs> right. And it wasn't like this was a full get-up or anything like that. Yeah. But, you know, it just it felt really good. I mean, there's something very physical about it that mm-hmm. was exciting. And I just remember really, really enjoying that and uh, not really, you know, fully understanding why I enjoyed it, but I did. Um but I never wanted to be a girl. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, I, and I've kind of researched. No, just this interesting, a bit. right? Like, you liked yeah. that you were a boy, right? Wearing this stuff. It wasn't like you well, wanted like, to be. It wasn't like you wanted to be transgender or anything like that. Like, you right, felt like something right. was wrong, or right, right, right. Look, I mean, I I played sports and was very physical and did all this kind of traditional boy things, and you know, fought in the railroad track and all that stuff. I mean, just. But there was this side of me that really just enjoyed that that kind of softness and that femininity. And again, I didn't, I I wasn't like outwardly feminine, and still aren't today. You know, one would look at me and go, "Well, yeah, definitely that guy's femme, right?" But about uh, that at that time, it just felt good, and I and I enjoyed it. And and, um, and then I found a little bit of pornography. Like uh, we had a neighbor, like an older guy, <laughs> that uh, had some magazines and. Um, I'm going to say older, he was probably high school, and it was maybe yeah. 10 or 11, and, and um, he had some of these, these old Cherry magazines. I don't know if you remember that magazine, Cherry. Yeah, magazine. definitely. It was like a dirty, magazine. that was like a dirty yeah, it magazine. Yeah, it was pretty dirty. Was like, Compared well, to Playboy, couple, right? Couple like there was Playboy, above, yeah, right? And exactly, then there was Cherry, yeah. which was like a more, like, yeah. just more dirty, right? It was more right? hardcore, right? Yeah, yeah. uh-huh. Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast 
at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. And they had a, um, in in some uh, magazine, I can't remember what year it was, but they had like an insert that talked about BDSM. And it was like this whole story of, of a slave and, you know, his relationship with his mistress and all this stuff and like the things that she would have him do. And I think it included you know, some forced feminization and that type of a thing. And I remember, like, this was awesome. I mean, I felt really, like, titillated by this whole thing. And by the way, I didn't even know at that point, like, what, it, how, how to ejaculate. I had never, like, come before. I didn't know what that was. Right. I learned I learned about it by reading this magazine because they would talk about orgasming and different ways he orgasmed. And I actually had my first, like, orgasm because I tried it. Like, I'm going to masturbate and I tried this reading that magazine yeah so i mean you know I, i've listened a lot to a lot of your shows and there's um one of the themes that i seem to hear is the kind of the, these childhood experiences how they kind of imprint on you and uh especially very early on and um i, I looking back now i feel like that probably had some impact because that that really was my first experience with an orgasm like, i didn't even know what it was you know it was kind of freaky as a boy like what is this stuff coming out you know but Man, it felt good, and we're going to try this again, right? And yeah, and then you out. get so wired in that first kind yeah. of a thing, right? Yeah. Whatever it was yeah. that was like you were thinking about or doing yeah. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it mm-hmm. makes sense. You don't have to be a like because I always say I'm, I'm not a therapist. I don't know, but it just it's right. just makes sense even if you don't never read the book about you know psychology, right? Right, right. right. So I mean, it was it, it was fun, and I I enjoyed that piece of it, and then that kind of segued into you know now the the dressing in my mom's you know, clothes and, um, you know, and of course sort of experience in masturbating with that. And I learned in that, in that book about anal sex. Um, and so of course I experimented with that. I found some kind of household toys that I could use, you know, and some Vaseline and just kind of figured that just play. Oh my God. I had one guy that used to shove a, what was it? Oh, what the fuck was it? It was so great. Like a Barbie. It was like GI Joe up his ass. <laughs> like, could you just, cause nobody knows who you are. I don't even know who you are. Can you just right. tell me the, like the weirdest thing? Because listen, you're <laughs> stuck in a house, right? And you gotta come up and like be creative. Like what was the most creative thing? And what was the funniest thing you, you used? Well, there, there was really, okay. So not very creative, not very funny, not very different. I found, I found a, uh, a tool around the house that, was very consistent. I could use it over and over again. What kind of tool was it? it? <laughs> okay, so back in the day, my dad used to smoke cigars. They're these called Garcia y Vega cigars, mm-hmm. and they came, they came in a little plastic tube. And oh, like, that's the, smart. The size of, of a cigar. It's like, yeah. especially for a young person, it was like perfectly sized, right? And mm-hmm. he would he would just smoke a cigar and throw these things out. And so I had this kind of little collection of them that I could use. And so... Um, yeah, it was easy. They're like, it's kind of like a little dildo, basically. It was kind of hard plastic, but you could, you know. Yeah, I, totally. I, I learned about Vaseline at that time. I figured that piece of it out. Right. And so I would use those, and uh, it was fun. And, and they weren't, like, overbearing, right? It wasn't so big that it hurt. And I just kind of learned to, to play with that and have a good time. But I didn't, you know, 
I would just masturbate and have, have fun with that. But I never learned about like having a prostate orgasm or anything until much, much later. Uh, but I just, I enjoyed the feeling of it and I enjoyed, you know, kind of the, the idea of what was happening, but I never yeah. really connected that to, to being with a man. Like I was, I've never been. That was before you were with your cousin? No, no, that was after with my cousin. So cousin was very early. So this and I were kind of progressing into, you know, teen years, right? Yeah, and then you did have, we have to talk, I can't forget about the one, like, relationship you had with an older man when you were younger. Yeah. So is yeah. that going to yeah. happen after this? Yeah, so this okay. is kind of around the same time. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm experimenting, I'm learning, and by the way, I'm dating girls at the same time. And I, I right. had, like, um, I had sex with girls at a pretty young age, and so I, I had some experience which is kind of traditional, you know, boy and girl sex, and, and of course enjoyed that. Um, but I had this neighbor who I, I think everybody kind of knew was gay. I mean, I didn't even know how old were you at that, this time. At that age, uh, now I'm probably around. Let's call it thirteen. Okay. You know, so I, I've done. What some grade is that? I need to know the grade. Do you remember? Uh, this is probably seventh. Seventh eighth grade? grade. Okay, eighth, cool. Eighth, maybe eighth grade. Uh huh. So you have a neighbor. So I got a neighbor, and and I remember talking to him, and uh, he. I don't know how the topic came up, but somehow, like, it came up that I was horny. I don't, I'm really, honestly don't know how this came up. And Let me I ask totally you this about your neighbor. Was he a married man? How old was he? Was he single? Um, he was single. Yeah, he was single, but he kind of, li- he was older. Like, like how old do you remember? When you're 13, everybody's older. I know, right? 24 could have been really exactly. old to you. I think he would have been in his, in his, early 30s, early to mid 30s. Okay, so you're in seventh grade. This guy is in his 30s. He's a single guy next door. Some, somehow you're hanging out with him and you bring up the right. fact that you're horny. Yeah, I, and again, as weird as that sounds, I don't know how it came up. Right, it just did. And I was flirting with him. I was totally flirting with this guy. I was like, I was trying to feel it out. And I and I told him. Did you know consciously that you were like at 13, right? Because you said you hadn't put it together that like you were attracted to men, even though you were like shoving right. the cigar up your right. ass, right? right? And even though you right. had fooled around with your cousin, it still didn't sort of register, right? But now you're next yeah. door and you say you're flirting with this guy. Do you realize yeah. that looking back or do you, did you realize it at the time? Like, was it something that you were doing because you're like, what felt yourself attracted to him and you're like, well, see, I want to hook up with him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So to answer your question, physically, sexually, yes. But romantically, no, and I think that's always been the difference. Yeah, me, well, like, yes, you're no bi. You're not. You're not yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. but you I mean, were like sexually attracted to him. Totally. Yeah. And I, I was, and I was kind of fishing around, and I made a comment, and and the comment I made was like, "I'm so horny, I'd even watch like gay sex. I'd watch gay porn." <laughs> you said that to him. I said it to him, and he and his eyes kind of lit up, and he's like, "Really?" And I go, "Yeah, you know, you know, that's all. That's all I'm feeling right now." And um so lo and behold, he comes back with a couple of minutes later and he gives me, you know, back in those days, it was like VHS tapes, right? Of, yeah. Of, uh-huh. of what was gay porn. And I, of course, I hurried home and popped it in the VCR and watched it and it was just riveting, right? And so here, here are people actually doing, you know, what I had thought about and, and had it played with personally. Uh-huh. You know, I got actually witnessing it in some respects. And yeah, it was totally hot. So um, I went back to his house and... Um, 
and told him about it. Like this is the next day or a couple of days later, and um, he said, "Do you want to come in and, and watch with me?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." So, oh my god! Yeah, I know. Totally let him on, and I, we went in, sat down, and we he popped in. Well, I don't think that you let him on. I mean, him at that time, at that moment that he gave you the gay porn to go home. I mean, like that's totally. not like uh, so. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, uh, well, it I worked think... well. It worked out well for both. <laughs> Truthfully, right. I mean, it really did. Like, I, I think I said in my email, like. Looking back, you could probably say that this guy was a child molester, right? And yeah, we don't I, know. I, like, what do we think about that? I don't know. But you're know. like, I, but I, you I, were I, like I, into him, and you I initiated, like, you brought it up, yeah, and then he said, totally. "Oh, here's the gay porn," and the gay porn wasn't like little kid porn, right? Like, it wasn't no, like no, no. anything it was like adult. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And did you look manly um, at that age? Um. Well, I mean, I was like 13. I was probably pretty cute, you know, like a little young <laughs> thing, right? <laughs> right. But anyway, um, so we went into his room yeah. and sat down and watched it. And then he asked me if I wanted a blowjob. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a try. And so he, he gave me a blowjob. And uh, and I remember, like, I telling him I'm going to come. And I'm gonna, and he's like, he, he went down harder, like, and he swallowed. I was like, that was insane. Like, I never experienced anything like that before, you know, and that was pretty awesome. So we ended up, like, I think for one summer, maybe maybe a year and a half, two years, like, I would go over to his house and, like, I'd sneak in and we would we would have sex and it was always him, like, taking care of me. I was never... You were like, a bottom. I was a bottom, but it was never any anal involved. He was just, like, blowing a job and he would, like, give me, um, what's the term I'm looking for, like, anal... Uh, pleasure. No, I mean, I guess like he would finger your ass. Anally. Yeah, was okay. that he would finger your ass, or he would use his mouth he on would your finger, like you? He would lick, you know, right. very, very, very oral. You know, right? It was awesome, but I never did do anything. I was like, you never happy. did anything to him. Yeah, I was a total. I was a, I was a really bad lay. <laughs> you know, I was like to sit there and, and lay back, and he would take care of me, and it was good. And I think one time we tried like um, you know anal on me, and it just didn't work. Uh, and then one time I, I did him, I, I actually fucked him once and that was pretty fun, but I was really wasn't into it. Like I never wanted to see his dick. It was weird. Like I didn't want to see any part of him, but he could take care of me and it was fine. And I think he enjoyed it and I enjoyed it and we had a lot of fun together. Um, and then I moved, um, but wait, so for a year and a half, like when you say sometimes I would go to his house, like would this happen like once a month, every week, oh, like it was like all the time, <laughs> once a week, I mean, <laughs> right? Cause you're so horny at yeah. that age. Yeah, it was pretty frequent. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody got and, wind of that, and you never... Have you ever told anyone else besides, like, all no, my listeners now? <laughs> no, no. Now everybody in the world knows about it. Yeah. That listens to you, but yeah. no, I've never, I've never told anybody about that. No, no way. Not only just because, for me, it's, it's you know, it's not something I'd want to share with anybody, but also... There's this, there's this idea that this is an older guy, and maybe he took advantage of me. I would want it, you know. Right. You don't feel like it was that kind of, right. right. And you don't feel like it was that kind of scenario. Like no, you said, both of you guys got pleasure. You were interested in him straight off the bat. Totally. It wasn't like he totally. sort of, you know, right? Yeah, no, I never felt t- taken advantage of in any way. And so um, I wouldn't, I would never want that going back on, on him for any reason. So, um but, uh, yeah, the sex was great. I mean, we had a lot of fun. But, I, again, I was pretty bad uh, in terms of what I provided for him. I don't think the guy ever came, you know, poor guy. I mean, maybe he did afterwards or something, like fantasizing about it. But um, I was, you know, I was very young, and I didn't really know, like, what to do. And I was kind of freaked out about the idea of being with the guy. I mean, I liked the sex, but I was like, I didn't want to see anything. I didn't want to really experience I just wanted him to take care of me, and he did. He did yeah. a really, really, really nice job. And then 
Um, I, mo- I moved away, and we saw each other like maybe once or twice. I mean, one time I actually came over to my house, and um, we had sex in his car. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Um, oh, wow. But, then that was, but that was kind of it. Like, we never, we never really saw each other after that. Um, and uh, and then, you know, I was now I'm knee-deep in high school, and I've got girlfriends and playing sports and doing all that stuff, and then off to college. And, and like, really looking back, on, that's a kind of regrettable because there were so many opportunities. And, and I don't want to give away, like, where I live and that type of thing, but the, the neighborhood I was in and the town that I went to school, and it was pretty open, right? That stuff was available, and I could have certainly kind of experimented, but I didn't, and that was... Um, you know that's okay. I mean, it's just a different part of my life, right? Um, so then, after after college, um, then I started I was kind of living on my own. And the internet, you know, when I was in school, there wasn't really much by way of internet. But when I came out, I got out of school, out of college, and then it started kind of coming up. And so then I began learning a little bit more about different things and learning a little bit more. Like the idea of cross dressing came back to me, uh-huh. and like the, and the idea of dressing up in women's clothing came. And I was living by myself and. Or I had uh, roommates, different types of situations. So I was like, it was more available to me now because you know I had a little bit of money. I'm working, and you know now I can kind of play with this a little bit. So I would, I would from time to time buy clothes, you know, like um, you know, a teddy or or, right. or stockings and things like that, and just kind of dress up in them, and you know, a wig from here or there. And I would just be by myself, basically, just me, myself, and I <laughs> enjoying that time, and it was fun. That was okay. Um. And then that eventually segued into, uh, I mean, I, I, I kind of wanted to pair up this idea of, of you know, the this, this gay sex, or for lack of a better term, the sex with a man. But, yeah. you know, me being dressed as a woman, like that idea of that was pretty sexy. But I didn't really want to, like, find a guy. Like, uh, next I get, I've never really been interested in guys, per se. I like, like, the dick's fine, but mm-hmm. I don't really like guys. I don't know if that makes any sense, but... Um, yeah, it was funny so, because it was like this weird thing that you, when you wrote in your email, you're like, oh, I'm blah, 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 but I've always, I'm, I'm married and I'm really <laughs> into women, but I've always been attracted also to blank. You didn't write oh, I know, the word I was men. a typo, right, yeah. <laughs> you, just, you just forgot it, but like yeah. a lot of times those kind of weird things, like, you know, like yeah. it's like some of a subconscious kind of a thing right. that it was just right, kind of right. funny that you didn't write that in there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that was the yeah, one word no. you didn't put in there in that <laughs> sentence. Anyway. I was reading. I was rewording the sentence and I forgot. To yeah, whatever, <laughs> but well, you know, whatever. Yeah. But anyway, maybe there was something to that. Yeah. But, no, yeah. the truth is, like, I lo- I really like, I really like um, penetration. I like being penetrated. I like to suck dick. I, I like that, and but I really don't like guys. If that makes any sense, like, I'm not really into. Like, would it men. be? Would it be like way better if you had a girl that would like peg you? Right? Isn't that what it's called? Totally. If a girl puts yeah. on a strap on and like. Yeah. Right, yeah, that's what you yeah. would be into. No, that, that would mm-hmm. be ideal. Like, right. like a pegging relationship would be yeah. great. I, I would love that. Um, but what, what? So I ended up seeing like professional dominatrix because I kind of going back to that original story. Uh, I, I wanted to play with that a little bit, and, and so I saw a pro dom. And I remember the first time doing that, I was in a big city, and I saw one. And I kind of, you know, explaining to people what you want is very. It's a little unusual, especially if you don't really know. Here I am telling you all this stuff, but like right. having the having the dialogue with the pro dom about what I was interested in, and they kind of tease out what you really are looking for. And she's like, "Okay, I, I kind of have an idea what you want to do here." And she blindfolded me, got me on my knees, and she strapped on a dildo, and then just like forced my mouth on it, and I was in heaven. I was like, "This is awesome!" Like I right. I hadn't I hadn't done that since. 
you know, my basically since I was a little kid, right, with my with my cousin, because I never did anything like that with the guy. You know, I never did anything with him. It was only with with this pro dom. I was like, wow, this is really satisfying. I enjoyed like this feeling of being forced into it and kind of being the real submissive in this thing. And she had me dressed up in like a little you know panty outfit type of thing, and it was it was super hot, and I loved it. So that that kind of got me started into this idea of, of cross dressing and forced feminization and 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 uh, and then really kind of experimenting with like going for it with uh, with sex um, like actual you know not just a tilt right but the real thing. Uh huh. Um, and so I ca- I saw a couple of pro doms after that where we did like full makeovers and that was awesome you know where you just you've got a full outfit on and nails and eyelashes and and makeup and the whole thing and you're walking around and then I had one that was really good and then she would just top me after that and it, it was great and so we had a lot of fun but those relationships kind of dwindle out too you know because they people move on I, part, other things are happening in my life in parallel right there's jobs and relationships that are taking place there that kind of limit my ability to go do these other things you know at 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night right with the with the professional dominatrix is like where are you right you should be at home type of a thing so that that part of it kind of trail down a little bit but that i've always been very interested in it and i've always really enjoyed it and then what i found like most recently was uh, a real interest in in trans the trans community like and you know uh transgender you know t-girls that kind of thing because i think for me and i don't know if, you know like trying to dig into the psychiatry of it, but like the idea of having i love women i love like femininity femininity and like being with women you know dressing one like one from time to time but I also love, you know, the the sex. I love being a bottom and I love sucking dick and all that stuff that goes along with it. So like here's this perfect combination of those things. You know, the beautiful femininity, but kind of the sexuality of a man and all the tools that that can provide and that that just kinda of leads to pretty mind blowing, you know, sexual experiences. Right. So, mm-hmm. so that's that's kinda of where I am. I mean it's a little bit of a you know, windy road, you know, but um there's a there's a real part of me that is just I just simply enjoy the sex. I really have no interest in being, you know, like permanently converting to a woman or or like coming out. I have no interest in a relationship with a man. I mean, I certainly love my wife and my family and the whole thing, but there's just times I like the sex. The sex is great and it's it's super fun and 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 fulfilling. So um, that's that's kind of my story. But yeah. you, but you're, but you, but the real, the other story though is that you have like a wife. Do you have kids on the side and yeah. like a whole other yeah. life, right? And like with like, right. no one knows about the stuff. Like you said in the right. email to me that you have seen escorts and so like, right? right? Like, yeah, yeah. That's how. Yeah, because I've I've kept everything on on like the professional level for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, because I don't really don't want you know I don't want anything coming back right and I'm. I'm kind of financially secure that some of money is not a problem <clears throat> so I, I know that i kind of have an ethical issue with it right if people if that's like kind of forced into it but um that i found like with a few providers that you know that's it's a but then it's anonymous right it's professional and but you see very detective. specific ones right it's not like they're yeah there's there's kind of a community of them around where i live and there's like three or four that i would go to from time to time and, and they're like transgender like, like what's the deal with yeah. them Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, transgender, fully. Mm-hmm. I mean, not not like cross-dressers. I mean, these are girls that, like, would live full-time. You wouldn't know if you saw them on the, you know, at a mall that they were 
boys or that they had a dick. I mean, they all clearly identify as women, and I call them women. They just like really only differences. They have they have a dick and they use it. And that would great. be like the perfect. That's like the perfect person for you, right? Yeah. Because you like totally. women, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because I mean, and like, and I've, I've, there's one recently that I saw. <clears throat> And most of the time, it's like you have an experience and it's sexual, and you talk and they little chit chat here and there, but you don't really, you know, get to know them. And but this one was very, very open and wanted to talk, and we had a really, really nice conversation. And I didn't tell her all of this background stuff, but I did tell her, like, you know, I enjoy this part of my life, and I enjoy, like, I would want to get dressed up from time to time. And she was like, you know, we had a really nice conversation about it, and it was, and it was actually really hot. We had a lot of fun talking about it. And, we we had sex twice. It's very unusual. Like most of the time, you have this transaction. Like you get in, you do your thing, and you kind of get out. But this time, we we did that, and then we talked, and then we got heated up again, and we had sex again. And you know, she talked about which I thought was just fascinating. I told her, "Look, I'm I I'd like to roll around in this and play from time to time, like and ex, ex, and just you know, have fun with this femininity, femininity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's not when I want to live full time." And she kind of floored me. She goes, "Yeah, maybe I should have done that." I said, what? She goes, I mean, this girl is beautiful, like, yeah. tits and body, the whole thing. And she's like, yeah, because this is, this is, you know, this is kind of tough. Like, living this life is not the easiest thing. She was right, like, and she was I'm, really, would... like, put in, like, a box then, right? Because she could right, only right, be that. She right. can't sort of switch back and forth anymore, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And, I, you know, I get, I get that, but I, I never really had kind of contemplated that. But uh-huh. she had a really open dialogue about it, and it was fascinating. But so that's kind of how it is for me. Like, I enjoy playing in it, right, and being part of it and having that kind of segmented component of my life. But it's, I don't want it to be, you know, all of who I am. That's really not, I mean, I certainly would love to share it with my wife. And, like, we got to a point where, you know, like, she was okay with that. And I know you have these, these swingers that come on, and I'm just fascinated by that idea that, you know, these families or couples that... Can be know, open can, and can be honest. And, yeah, like, and... And I'm really fearful of that because of the experience that I had in the past, you know, and like, I don't want anything to damage the relationship that I've got. With but you did wife. say, but let me ask you this, because you did yep. say very early on, like, I really think she'd be okay with it. Why do you say that? Because did you feel that way about <laughs> yeah. the first girl and she really wasn't? And, and maybe you just read no, people no, wrong I mean, like, or I, this, yeah. your I, wife is I, very different. You've been married with to her a lot longer than two years, yeah. right? Right. No, we've been together for, you know, well past 10 years, so. Um, she's had some, she had an experience. I guess the only thing I, I could say is if a, a, she's, she's, she's just a very like intelligent, smart, open person. She's not an irrational individual. The other one was pretty crazy. I mean, she was a little bit nuts, but you know, my, my wife is just like a very normal person, very nice. And she's also, you know, very thoughtful. Uh, but she's also had an, she had a personally had an experience like in college and then she shared with me, you know, what was her like experience? A, she just, you know, like kind of. Very traditional girlfriend type of thing, and they mm-hmm. played, and but never really went too far. But she had one, and and you know she shared that with me, and so I, I think I I take that as kind of a nugget of well, there's two things. One, you know, we care for each other. You know, maybe it's three things. One, we care for each other. Three, she's she's pretty intelligent and open. Or two, she's intelligent, and open, and three, she's had this experience before. So if I kind of put those things together, it, it leads me to believe that she'd probably be more open, but. I think that's a big step for me to say, hey, I like dressing up like a girl and getting fucked, right? That's a pretty big step. And Or let's have this open relationship and introduce one into our life, right? That's that's kind of, I'm like so far down the freak path, I'm a little nervous. Wait, what was that second if, scenario? <laughs> like if we brought someone in, you know, like 
Well, but what about, let me ask you this, because if you had said that, like, the best thing for you is, like, say, because I said, like, if someone would peg you, right, if a woman wore, Mm -hmm. you know, peg you, like, would that be it? And you're like, yeah, that'd be great. Like, if you could just do that with your wife, you wouldn't even need somebody else, right? Or do you feel like you would? Well, yeah, I know. I don't know. Because we've had conversations about anal, like, (laughs) and she's kind of opposed to it, just, like, in her mind. You know that's that's the that's a no fly zone, right? Because it's kind of dirty to her, and, and I think it's really she hasn't really experimented. What do you mean? She, the, that's a no fly zone for her or for you? Well, for her, right? She's always said like, "I'm not, you're not doing this to me," type of a thing. Okay, because she's the, not and, into it. Because mm-hmm. she's not into it, but it's not. I don't think it's about physicality. It's more about it's just gross, right? There's this kind of idea that you know, hey, that's that's not what that's used for, and it's kind of disgusting, and so. She's made a few of those comments before, and like uh, my yeah. my number one thing is like I don't want to. That's what you want. Do that to me, like I don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't want to speak for her, but I don't think that would be something she'd be really into, right? Well, she'd that's be, a problem. Be, then why do you, how why would you actually <laughs> think that she'd be into if she thinks that's too dirty, just even physically dirty, not even right. you know, just like kinky dirty. You know what I mean? Like right. just dirty, like uh, bacteria. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. Like, right. Like if that's yeah. what she thinks, then how could you ever think that she'd be interested in having somebody else come in and do that no, with you? I don't I, understand. I don't, I, yeah. I why you would I, think I, that? Like, because I think um, then you'd <laughs> have to first because. You'd have to, like, because if she's so anti it with herself, like, I don't, I think it would be maybe hard for her to understand right. you, don't you think? Or I don't know. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. And, and maybe I, I misspoke, but what I think she would be open to, or at least understanding of, yeah. is, like, a desire for, like, you know, gay sex. Like, just the idea of me wanting to be with another man, like, to, to experiment and play with that. I don't know that she would fully like understand what that meant physically like you know, was it kissing is it blowjobs is it you know am I topping my body I don't, I don't know if she would go through but that entire analysis, I, but, but do you think because I think personally when it comes to what women have to sort of swallow with that kind of information it's not just like oh you being with the man but it's just like just knowing that there's this whole other part like right. you know part of the population that you are attracted to have been attracted to can be attracted to you know sure. what i mean like that's yeah it's not just what you would be doing yeah. with someone it's what you yeah. could be doing for the rest of your life what you could have been doing in the past that you hadn't told right. her about you know it's right. hard right. to bring up right i'm not totally. listen, and i'm not just sitting here saying it it would be a terrible thing i think there's nothing better in life than to be completely like who you are and truthful about your stuff and have somebody else accept it, especially in a marriage, right? Because like you're having to live like a double life, right? I'm I'm not hearing kind of any kind of like, I mean, as far like say you never told her, right? And you just live this way, the way you've been going, like, would that be totally fine for you? Or is it like, does it weigh on you? No, it really isn't. I mean, I guess the only thing I, I would be concerned about is, um, you know, well, if I ever got caught, right, there's the, totally. there's the lies involved, right, and that, that 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 does weigh on me, and, you know, it's kind of dishonest, but, look, I, I've always maintained, you know, honesty, and as it relates to infidelity, really only benefits the person who's telling the story, right, if, like, you're just getting something off of your chest, like, I've always told her, if you go and go to Vegas with your girlfriends and you have a, a one-night stand, like, don't don't do me any favors by telling me about it. Like, it really doesn't do me any good. Like, just don't fall in love and don't get pregnant and don't get any diseases. I don't really don't care. Because if I don't know about it, then 
it's like it never happened. Like all, all you're really doing is, is assaging your guilt, right? You're not doing anything for me or the relationship unless you want to carry that thing forward. Then, then you might as well just right for it you, it wouldn't be like revealing what you've done in the past. It would just be right. saying, "Hey, right. moving forward, can we do this?" Yeah, no. I mean, you yeah. always hear me on my podcast. Yeah. I tell people like, "Don't yeah. tell anything about the past." <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it's it a, doesn't really do any good. I mean, unless later on she, you know, was really open to it, and you know, we had those, and I felt comfortable that she was comfortable hearing those things. And yeah, maybe you'd do it, but. A lot of times I personally think, especially when you hear, there's a lot of different stories where people have to admit to things that they cheated and stuff because people get caught and stuff. But when you hear somebody that was doing something and then they feel so bad about it that they go and tell the person, there's something about that that seems a little selfish to me a lot of times. Because it's like you feel terrible and you can't hold on to this anymore. So like you dump it onto somebody else, you know. And I don't know that I think, I'm sure there's situations where that kind of thing is good for a relationship and stuff but there's a lot of times that that is just something that like is kind of selfish that the other person does and it doesn't help anything and it's kind of like sabotage right um so yeah there's no reason for that for you it would be you know sort of having to say hey this is something that i kind of have always been interested in and maybe easing your way into it you know totally um and then her and playing with her right i mean i think right. the thing about bringing yeah. in another person all that like would be so down the line oh yeah yeah absolutely no, no but you could like you have to get past the whole bacteria thing i get resources right <laughs> no, <laughs> no, well, i know i, I you know. here's the here's what i run into with that is because like i know how to do it like, properly and you know and to make sure it's clean and all that stuff but but me explaining that to her kind of gives away <laughs> what I've done. And in effect, like, how do you know all that, right? That's the first question. And I guess I could just say I Google searched everything, right? This is what we... No, but I mean, like, has she ever gone to try to do any... Like, I guess because she's so not into it, she would never... She's right. never sort of explored that area on you herself? Right. No, with no, a, not at no, all. Yeah. Nothing. No, it's, it's kind of like... I mean... Not every now and again, like if I'm giving her oral, you know, I will play around down there and like she goes nuts, right? And really enjoys it. But she like, does. Like, yeah, yeah. And like but she never says anything about it. Like she's very quiet about it. Like I can tell like she likes it, but of course. it gets it gets to a point where it's a little uncomfortable and she kinda clams up, right? And it, and we just kinda See. go back to what we're doing. And I don't push it, right? But I've messed I've played around there a little bit more just orally, right? And a little bit with my finger. Yeah. Kind of it. That's been as far as it's Oh, you gone. gotta push her because you know what it is? <laughs> She's listen, you know because you've had it uh, done yeah. to you, right? I know because yeah. I've had it done to me. I've always been a three input girl. And so we all know all the gay men out there and all the three input girls like how great it really is, right? And right. and but you have to it, everything has to align properly, right? Like sure. you have to be super turned on, like whatever, right. and it has to be like whatever. Yeah. But you know, so but it, it if you are really relaxed and into it and open to it, it's just like really like intense, right? And great. Yeah. And the fact that she gets kind of turned on and what's all that's stopping her is like whatever is in her head because obviously she right. gets turned on by it. And then the tensing up isn't because it doesn't feel good. It's because she gets like probably freaked out like because maybe it feels right. too good, right? right. But you right. could probably... I mean, listen, it's very normal for guys to be into wanting their women to do that, right? Like, every guy is always trying to push their women to do anal, right? I mean, that's like, isn't that very common, right? Because <laughs> yeah. every guy wants to do something to, especially you've been married to her for so long. Like, can't you kind of just, like, push that with her? Like, you want well, that? Like, I mean, 
yeah, I could, right, and and I probably should. But the truth is, I, I want her to do it to me. <laughs> well, that, well, out, that right? duh, I'm just trying to. That's the first <laughs> step. You can't just go from like you. Well, here, here's how the conversation has played out in the past. Like, yeah. hey, honey, I'd like to try this, and and, and it's like. Look, sweetie, um, that's that's kind of a no-fly zone. Like, we'll do you first, right? She's thrown that out there, and but we've—I have never actually taken that offer and run with it, right? Right. I've never said, "All right, let's do me first, and if then, then do I get to go with you, right? Let's try that." But I, I've never really called her on it, and uh, that may be a fun way to do it. Like, all right, no, I'm I'm open because I certainly am. <laughs> And, uh, that would be the perfect way yeah. because do, don't you think and listen because like listen there's some people that call my place in my podcast and they're like very it it does weigh on them or they are in a place where they really feel like they need to open things up because they can't hold it back anymore and I'm sure you've listened to some of those episodes and they have mm-hmm. sort of said something and and there was a guy and recently I didn't get the update yet but it went really well with him explaining to his wife you know um w- the stuff that he needed to explain uh, but you know, it, I don't think that it really, it really matters to you. Right. But, but I think that you could go there with her and like it, it because I don't know, I tend to think that people that get caught are people that have some sort of confliction about what they're doing. Cause a lot of times right. it's, you know what I'm saying? And it's like some part of them that like not wants to get caught, but like that doesn't, I don't know. And that is. So for some reason they get caught because they're conflicted about it. Whereas I think a lot of people that don't feel any kind of like wrongdoing for what they're doing, right. Or feel bad at all. Right. And they just, Mm -hmm. they could totally separate that. And that's, you know, no one's right or wrong. Right. It's like what, however you feel about yourself. Right. You're seem totally okay with the fact that you do these things on the side that she doesn't know about it. So you probably (laughs) won't get caught. I, I don't know. Why do you laugh? I mean, I'm not totally okay with it. I mean, I do, I do get like guilt about it, right? Like, you do, I like, the, I, yeah, a little bit, like the betrayal type of thing. But you know, then I just get horny again, <laughs> and, and it kind of goes away. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this: part. Were you always yeah. doing that, like from day one? Like, did it start after many years of being with her? Like, when did that? Oh, when did yeah, you no, sort of that, seeing it, that these people on the side happen start? Well, let me think about that. Yeah, I think it 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 predated her for sure. Yeah. So it's been going on for a long time, but it's, when I say it's been going on, I mean, this is something that may happen once every four to six months, right? So this is not, right. So now it's not like all the time kind of, and, yeah, let me ask, and yeah. do you do stuff to yourself sometimes when you just want it and maybe don't use someone else? You're still using like, you know, cigar stuff, but, but like bigger, <laughs> better things. <laughs> do you have yeah, better I, tools yeah. in the house? Well, she- <laughs> Yeah, for sure. She has, uh, there are some toys, you know, and um, so, if, you know, if I, get, if I get, like, the rare opportunity to be alone by myself, yeah, yeah. of course, I mm-hmm. use that stuff, yeah. And it's great, it's fun, and I, and I enjoy that. But it's, it's certainly not the same as, you know, having a physical experience with another person. I mean, uh, there's part of that that, you know, there's it's, the, it's kind of a taboo. It's the enjoyment, it's the warmth, it's like, you know, all the stuff that comes along with it. I mean, masturbation's fun, it's good. But it's certainly not the same, right? It's just uh, there's there's much more that goes into it when you have those experiences, and I and I, and I enjoy it. That's fun, but I don't get to dress up. I mean, that part of my life is pretty much over because of just you know the circumstances, right? There's really no time. There's no mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have no a place, place to do it. There's no place, right? You know, so that that part of me is is pretty much gone. Um, I mean, I got I was at a point at one time where I would 
you know, I'd shave my legs and I'd go get my nails done and, you know, I'd go see a pro dom and like, it looked great. I mean, I was, I, I should have taken pictures, right? When was that? Compliment. When you, before you were married? Yeah, it was before I was married. Like in my highest compliment with, with this, with this dom, she said, I think, you know, if we went to a bar, you would get hit on. And <laughs> I was pretty excited about that. <laughs> you know, it was like my, my shining moment. And that was but like your like, time with BDS at me. So that you're not into that yeah, now, but you yeah, did have yeah. a time for that, right? Yeah. How hardcore yeah, yeah. were you like as a submissive? Like, as you said, you had well, a dom. I mean, yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I, I, like most submissives, you kind of top from the bottom, I think. Um, but the, uh, it, it really wasn't about like the, the kind of traditional, you know, tying up and, and whipping. I mean, I enjoyed like spanking, light spanking, but I didn't really like having bruises and getting caned and all that stuff. That really wasn't the right. pain mm-hmm. part of it wasn't for me. I enjoyed the power exchange and I enjoyed like being submissive and I enjoyed being, you know, feminized. Those types of things I really, really liked. And I mean, there's such a menu of, of, of kinks that people are into and, and, you know, good pro dom will really kind of know, you know, how to, well, how to, to play with the ones that you're you're really focused on, and so and that, what was who had. was your dom? Was it she a transgender person? Was she a regular female? No, no, female? no. They were like cisgender women. You know, what um, cis means? Cis. You put that in the. What does that mean? Oh, that just means um, that I think I'm, I'm going to screw this up, but basically it means like that's the gender you're you're born with, right? Like, so you're you're not trans or anything like that. So if you're a woman. You're a woman. Okay, it's, so they don't just know. say woman. Why do you have to say cis? I don't know, man. There, there's a lot of stuff in the internet. So. I know. I get confused because you, you did use that word in the email. I'm like, could, I don't know what that you, means. You could say woman, right? But you could be a trans woman. Right, right, right. Okay. So cisgender. Right. Identify as a woman, then. So she was female. And, right. Yeah. So she was cisgender female, which means mm-hmm. she was just a real female, right? And she yeah, would. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then you would yeah. go do your nails and stuff with her or by yourself? No, no, no. I would go, like, I would get, like, my toes done. Because but like in a collar, anonymous. I would get in like a nude collar on it, you know. But uh-huh. I'd get a pedicure, and that was fun. But you just go to like a chop shop, right? Get your nails done, right? And I, but I, and I would get like a, a manicure, but with nothing on my nails. And then she would put on like press on nails, right? On my on my hands, so my feet and my toes would be nicely manicured, so they look good in shoes. And my um, but my feet, my hands, which would put press on nails. And so I may have the full outfit. I'd get you know. Um, you know, full makeup, wig, um, uh, fake eyelashes. You know, I even at one point had purchased a corset, and I'd left it with her so that I could wear that. And it was kind of a waist cinching corset because I kind of problem with the guys like you don't have the shape of a yeah 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 a woman right. So you can get a corset that that kind of shapes you out a little bit, and so you just look you know look better in it. And yeah, it was great. And walking high heels and the whole thing it was super fun. Was it? Wait, I forget the timeline with a lot of this stuff. Was this before, or after you were married? I forget again. Oh, this was before. You know, I've right. never really done that since I've been married because I mean, a lot of it's just logistics, right? This, I mean, I can't. I've shaved my legs now. It's going to. That's what I mean, right? And then that, right? <laughs> <laughs> but even like when you you get these escorts and stuff, like how much does it cost? Like, I mean, do is it be the, your wife see a lot of money going out or no? Right? Because you said you're only yeah. doing it like once every now and then, like once every yeah. maybe a couple yeah, times kinda, a year. It's like, Two to three hundred dollars, you know, for right. a session. Mm-hmm. And that that that'd be kind of consistent with what you would pay a pro dom to, right? You know, and there's really high end ones in various municipalities that are going to go for more than that, but it's not really necessary. I mean, so right, yeah, kind of two two to three hundred bucks, and and you know, it's an hour, and it's fine. 
so yeah, I've enjoyed that. And, uh, but it, again, it's not, it's pretty infrequent, right? And something like you scratch the itch and then, you know, it goes away for a while and then. You don't you need know, to scratch of, it. Maybe it comes back yeah. a while later. And so yeah. the, the dressing up thing, because you haven't been able to scratch that itch, right? For a long time. Right. Did it just go away because you just were never able to do that and you don't really have that desire or is it still there every now and then? Oh, no, the desire is definitely there. I mean, uh-huh. so I just, I mean, it's practically impossible. Um, right. So, yeah. Certainly the desire is there and like, like if I can get away for a weekend or something and just go do that, that would be that would be a ton of fun. But it's just it's not practical. So no, I don't do that. So I just I don't like most males just kind of put it in a compartment and lock it away for a while. And and maybe there will be a time in my life later when I can when I can do that. But like I don't have any really regrets around it because I enjoyed you know the the, yeah. the time that I did spend with it and uh-huh. I enjoyed rolling around it. I have those memories to draw on. Um, so I'm, it's not like I'm pining away for it necessarily. If the opportunity came up, I would certainly do it again. Now, so that cousin of yours, right? Mm-hmm. He's yeah. obviously your cousin now, right? And right. after that time, I mean, like, right. what happened with him as you guys got older? And now, like, do you guys ever discuss it? Like, do you guys look at each other funny? Is it something that you think he <laughs> remembers? Like, what's the deal there? Well, um, I guarantee he remembers. I mean, no, he does. But it, it just goes completely unsaid like nobody says anything there's no wink wink not he's married with a woman too yeah exactly and we don't see each other that often so there's not a lot of uh, you know interaction anymore with that side of my family for different reasons Mm -hmm. but so we don't um we don't don't see each other that often so the opportunity doesn't really come up but i have seen him since and you know, it's all very, very cordial, you know, and he's very macho. So. And there was no talk, and, like, were you ever, like, mm-hmm. like, are you attracted to him now that he's older? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, he's not hot anymore? <laughs> no, no, no. Is it because no. you're not, like, like you said, is it because it's not, like, a guy that does it for you? Well, no, I mean, like, here's the thing, like, I, I physically, yeah, sex with, with, with the guy is, is fine, and it's good, and I've actually, I've had, um, you know, interactions with with men before, um, and most of the time it's like I get a massage, right? You get a you get a like a male masseuse, and that kind of leads to something. And I've yeah. done that a couple of times, and that and that's that's been fine. And I actually had one guy that I really liked a lot, and he was a lot of fun, and we we had good sex. And but nice let me ask you this: when you got that massage, was it like a real masseuse, and then he just oh, turned yeah. that way on you, or were no. you at a, like a happy ending place? No, this was like. Um, the real yeah, deal, Craig's normal. Craigslist ad, right? Oh, it was. Oh, so it was. Yeah. You knew that that was coming. Well, kind of, but I don't. I didn't really come know. on on Craigslist. A, oh, where was it the, under the like? Where where was the ad? In it the was personal like the services, right? Like oh, services. okay. So you find a male masseuse, and they would say things like, you know, you know, got by curious, friendly, or something like that. So you kind of know what's going on, but you don't oh, know yeah, what, yeah. what it's going to lead to. You don't. I don't know if this is simply a massage by a man and you're comfortable. Like, right, you, that probably adds you know, to it, right? That's how it reads, but I'm not sure if it's going to lead to full-on sex. Which but it did, did. The first time. Yeah, it did. <clears throat> the first time? And yeah, and this guy was amazing. He was really great, and it was a lot of fun. He gave a really good massage, too, but we... <laughs> so we would have sex, and uh, and I think he moved away. He like He did something else, and... Like when you find one that works and there's a good relationship and good chemistry, you kind of stick with it. But we were only, I only saw him maybe three times, kind of max. Um, right. So it was fine. Like I enjoyed that, my like physicality, but there's never been any like romantic inclinations. I've never like felt like a guy, I got to hold hands with a guy or I want to have a boyfriend or something like that. Like, none right. Of that I, I think a lot of times guys are always like very. Um, 
sort of intent on making that clear, right? But I think yeah. it's just that's that is clear, right? Because I think that yeah. there's a very big difference between being bisexual and being gay, right? One is like, yeah. you know, so I think it's obvious from all the stories that you had that like, and because you're married to a woman and you just not yeah. like you had relationships with guys. It's clear right. that you're just yeah. bi, right? But it could be a little yeah. bit even more complicated than that because, or not, I don't know, like, you know, because you aren't really attracted to guys but you kind of are like you know what i mean like it's a it's not so bi right like i don't know well let's let's let me do this like i think if i was uh, if i was 19 or 20 today yeah i i might be able to have a boyfriend you know one year and a girlfriend another year i mean i could see myself playing in that space you know but that's I mean? interesting. That's, but that's, a boyfriend, meaning like, uh, yeah, like holding hands, a, like relationship, like have a relationship with a guy, like that could happen. Where okay, so then why are you know? why are you keeping why have you made that point? Like, I just want you to know, like I've never oh, had. No, no, no. Because <laughs> I don't have. <laughs> it's because it's never it's never been. But you would be how, open how, to it if you I were younger, before. right? Right, yeah. right. Interesting. That's never how I felt before because it was not like. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm a firm believer that like these desires. Are, are fluid over time. They change, right? Yeah. I don't, I don't. I don't think we're static individuals. I think we change over time. And so, what I may have been interested in ten years ago is going to be different. What I'm interested in today and yeah. twenty years from now. I think so. That's possible. But my point being that you know, for this current generation, it's certainly more available, more open, and and, and more accepted. And like you'd have been, it'd been more acceptable to kind of roll around in that. In that as well, and I might have right. been more open to it. Right? Yeah, right. Because that thing with that guy allowed me to it. Right, with your neighbor. If you guys were older and you were younger at the time, right? Like maybe right. you could have, right? Because yeah. the people yeah. nowadays, at the younger generation, right? I'm always like, I was born in the wrong generation, like because <laughs> they're so much cooler, right? And it's so much more open, and there's so many, there's so much more available to them as far as like right. relationships right. are concerned, and sexuality is concerned, right? And just yeah. trying out different things. And when we were growing up, there wasn't many things to try, right? You just had to do, you had to be straight or you were gay, and that was like basically it, right? Mm-hmm. So I yeah. get it. Like I think that that's like you're just like open you know yourself like you've been into tons of different things that like you would maybe have someone you would just have a guy one year and then a girl right, that, right? you know yeah. yeah yeah i mean that seems very freeing and like very fun um so yeah that's i but to where i am in my life now and the situation that i'm in it's really not that important to me like i don't have a burning desire to have a boyfriend like there's no real no that's what i get about you and i think yeah. like i've had people on that there is that burning desire right because like yeah. one part of them that part of them is like str- getting to be stronger or right like i've had yeah. so many different there's so many different scenarios that's why like i could talk to so many people with the same sort of topic but get a totally different story right because sure. each person is specific right yeah. and has a yeah. specific story and some people do feel really bad about what they're doing and they feel like they need to be more open or it's time for that and some people don't you know what I mean and I don't think that there's a right or wrong in any situation I kind of feel out my my guest right like I could feel Mm -hmm. from you that I think like if it was okay if it just just stayed this way forever that would be okay with you right it's not like I have to sit here and give you advice on how to like how we could get it to a point where you could sort of be open about it I think if you could get to your point where you're being pegged at home I think that would be (laughs) a good thing for you why not and I I think you can (laughs) I think you can I think you gotta push it I do I do I just you know right (laughs) I agree. I, I actually that is a good takeaway, and it's something that I'll that I'll work on because I like. I mean, I, if I could get that at home, then it's, 
like why go out, right? <laughs> yeah, I think responsible, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and listen, and you know what? Because you're so open minded, like how do we know that five years after that you weren't right. like letting your freak flag fly fully? Like I don't know where right. that would go with you. Right. Do you know what I mean? Right. Or where right. it would go with you and your wife? Like who knows yeah. what would come from that? But I think if you could get to that place, that would be great. I, like I said, I don't know where that would go like and there is a possibility that that would lead to other things i don't really you know but i think if you could get to even there and that was and if that was it that would be really great and i really think you can because of what you explained about her that she looks at and that she or you have to get her to say to you like you have to do it for you know what i mean you got to get that opportunity again and jump through that window and be like okay you know what because I don't know, like they're like some guys are into that, and it doesn't. It's not a big. It doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? And so I think you. And if you pretend like, wow, that feels really good. Like you know what I mean? Like it's the first time, and you're like shocked. Shocked. I put on a little bit of an acting show, right? Yeah, you got to forget about the cigars. Make sure there's no cigars anywhere close. And be like, oh my god. Oh, it turns out I really like I, this. I did have uh, two two girlfriends in previous life. You know, previous life before my current wife that that um, that did it. Yeah, uh, with me. And and one of them was like really into it. it's like my high school girlfriend yeah and uh, and she like I convinced her at an early age I was like a little player and I got her to do anal right and I was pretty smooth back then and I and I she got into it and then she tried it with me and it's kind of the same thing like I was like yeah let's do this and so we had fun and then I had another girlfriend later who um who had a dildo and like she just wanted to try it. And we did, yeah. and it was fun. But then, like, we broke up like two weeks later. So in my mind, like, maybe those things are connected, you know, somehow. I don't know. Yeah, but. because of that. But I think that you know, because listen, I've heard from many guys who say like their wife do it, but they're not really into it. I had another guy on who said he got his wife to finally do it, and then she actually became into it. Like, she never thought that she would. I'll do it just for you. Right. But over time, she actually it was like something that she actually really enjoyed, and then it added. You know, you just never really know. Um, I think maybe with your wife, because she's kind of into it for herself, but she doesn't, she holds back. Like maybe if she saw once you got it open to maybe if you sort of had the experience first, it may make her sort of want to try it for herself and it could open up a whole new thing for her too. You just don't know, you know, but I think that you could, you could explore that with her. It's about time. It's not that big of a deal. I know. I agree. Can you just talk to her for me? No, you have to do it yourself. You just talk to me and you don't even know me. You know her longer. Isn't that what's so like bizarre about life, right? Like it's so well, easy yeah. to be, I mean, it's just, it well, makes yeah. sense, but it's so easy to just totally. be so completely honest about all yourself with someone you don't know. And then the people we're the closest to, we have to sort of hide this part of yourself. Well, That's where I think this younger generation, yeah. it gets it much better, right? Because they could sure. just be fully who they are and be okay with it right whereas that's what i always hope for like if i'm talking to you right like that's why even though you seem totally fine with it like i i hope for you that you could bring a little bit more of yourself into that relationship right because yeah it's not that big of a deal what you would be sort of putting out on the table i'm not talking about all the other stuff like bringing somebody in and that you're attracted to you know what i mean i'm just talking about the 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 anal plague between the two of you yeah yeah, and I think Do you guys listen to Howard there. Stern? No. Okay, because he has a guy on that always talks about his driver. He always talks about how he loves it. And he's like, you know, and he's married and him and his wife do it. And they uh, they talk about it all the time. It would be such a Wait, good the starting. The driver loves it. 
Yeah, oh, his him? driver, his friend. Yeah, absolutely, with his okay. wife. Yeah, and he talks about all that. And they're always telling him he's gay, and he's like, I'm not. And it's like a whole, it's a talking point that right. they discuss all the time on Howard. And so it would be <laughs> too bad, like, if you guys listen to Howard, it would be such an easy way to sort of bring it up, you know, right. because they talk right. about it all the time. Um, but, you know, you guys don't, so that's not a... No, 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 no. Yeah. Not, but, uh, like, I mean, the one thing that, and I, that's interesting, I'm not, I haven't really heard about this on your show or we talked about it, but... Like the the male orgasm from having anal sex. Have you ever had any? Oh, the pro- the that? prostate thing. Yeah, yeah, that blew my mind because I had. I think I heard about it once. You mentioned it before, and I was going to say again. Like, what is that again? Because it was like, it, I don't. It is so real, and it's like the most intense thing ever. Um, and that's part of the reason I enjoy, you know, bottoming is because I, I was able to experience you know, an orgasm, like fully hands-free, like not touching myself. Nobody and do you, do you me. have any ty- kind of tips to people out there of how to do it? Like, is there a move or something? Like, how do you, how does that happen? Well, a lot of it, I think is, is really <laughs> it's kind of mental, right? It's like getting insane on the first time. Um, but I think there's some physical components and there's some mental components. So like, number one, you got to be ready for it, right? Like, yeah. Prepared, like you would with any other type of anal situation. Um, and then the, the physical pieces, you have to have like kind of the right partner with the right fit. And then, and for me, it was kind of the right tempo. Like tempo really mattered. Really, um, you know, someone just kind of jamming it in there and like, and and, and like you know, hard and fast doesn't Isn't really work. No, I needed something kind of slow and actually hitting the prostrate kind of on a repeated um, tempo. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, twice it happened, and it was just mind blowing. Yeah, so that's. Uh, I mean, that's kind of the dragon I would like to chase. And <laughs> and maybe you could, could do, yeah, maybe like with your wife because she's around oh. full time and you're not paying her, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> you could take your time towards figuring that out, right, right. with her. Right. Because but a lot, of that's, a lot of that's very, very mental, very, very mental. I mean, it's got to, you have to be kind of, well, for me anyway, you have to be a kind of the right frame of mind. You know, I think you mentioned earlier, you know, being really um, excited and like really yeah. mm-hmm. and, and that, that part, that's, that's a big, big, component of it as well so but yeah who wouldn't want to do that all right? the time if you know how to do that it's like you only had it twice yeah. right you're just like why yeah. can't i have that like every single time right i can yeah. imagine yeah and I, I i i got myself to do it using just a dildo before you know so i was able to do it on my own mm-hmm. um and then subsequently you know with a partner and um yeah it's pretty amazing so I'm not sure if people really know that that's real or not, but it absolutely is. And and if you can get to that that point, so tempo uh, helps. Yeah, so yeah, that's what tempo. you can tell them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, for me, I mean, I guess everybody's going to be different. I'm just saying, for me, that's that's what kind of worked is the right like tempo, easy, smooth, you know, nothing too jarring, and then consistent, right? You, you can't have someone that's going to just uh, kind of in and out type of a thing. Right, mm-hmm. um, that won't work. It's got to it's got to last for a while, so that's helpful. But yeah, I mean that's that's another one of kind of the pleasure uh, points of the whole thing, and I'd love to be able to get there with my spouse. It would be a lot of fun. I think you can. You got to push it either with her getting into it or take the opportunity for you to try it. And then, like I said, don't act too into it right about, but be, act like surprised <laughs> that you like it and right, then take right, it right. far and don't start with the thing in your, you know, start with something light. Right, right, right. All good advice. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, you didn't need advice. It's just a good story. No. It's like interesting. Yeah. Like, like, listen, for you, like you say, you found my podcast and it was like great for you to hear about other people being sure. s- straight up about mm-hmm. their stuff because it made you feel less 
whatever. What's the word that people yeah. would use? Weird or abnormal, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it normalizes these things. And I think you're going to be doing the same thing for other people. So, you know. Well, yeah, that that really was the goal. I mean, it's a little bit cathartic, right? Just saying it out loud. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a little, it's hot. It's and wait till you hear it back. Oh, God. <laughs> You'll get even more out of it. I always tell people this, and this is for people that want to call into my show. Like It's like you say it, and you do it, and you have the conversation. It's cathartic. But when you hear yourself talking about stuff as a third person, it's you get even more out of it. You'll see. It's interesting. All It'll right. be interesting. All right. All, All right. right. <laughs> Look forward to it. Yeah, so thanks so much for calling in. Thank you, Kathy. Take care. All right. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.